0: Hello, my friends so when we're working in personal development Um, we talk a lot about awakening the goddess energy or awakening the inner warrior um, awakening the Kundalini energy all of these things um, require a certain process that one goes through to be able to get to that point of awakening any type of inner wisdom or strength or energy Um, so I've put together a little presentation about manas and um, the different gunas within the mind because every transformation begins within the mind so if you're trying to empower yourself and accept any type of divine energy to flow through you um, or any type of huge transformative process from within yourself, um, you need to have a certain state of mind. So, when you imagine something divine, you probably would imagine like a goddess or a god as being strong, radiant, powerful, embodying all these types of qualities. These qualities exist within each one of us, and we can call upon these different energies throughout different times of our lives when we need certain types of energy. So to embody these types of energy, we must be mentally clear of self-doubt, insecurities, and fear. One must accept and forgive oneself and feel self-love. This is the purpose of healing from within as the first step to reaching your full potential. So As one heals the body and begins to find balance, one may also begin to heal and strengthen the mind. This mind training is useful for connecting with the energy and maintaining a strong connection to the divine energy source. Regular energy maintenance and psychic clearing can be done in meditation. So you're keeping your mind clear and you're keeping your energy balanced and in your own frequency. Um, Not allowing your environment or other people to dictate your frequency, but you emitting your own. Um, So this is where consciousness crosses into health and wellness. Um, Consciousness has a whole field of research in itself, but I'm going to touch on it in the way it relates to health and wellness and well-being. So if you focus on the mind, the rest will begin to flow. Um, We talk about personal development in the first stages, self-awareness, learning to become the observer and how you experience reality, and then being able to shape your perception and your mindset to live in your highest self. So learning about your subconscious and your unconscious Um, thoughts and being and your more subtle energies um, help you in really shaping yourself and how you want to perceive the world to be able to bring your true full presence into the world so all the transformation begins with your inner world your inner world mirrors your life so when you are aware of what's going on in your inner world, you can become more aware of how you are in your outer world. Um, so you can begin to live life as a conscious creator of your life and be in the driver's seat. So ways to, to do this, um, be mindful, mindfulness is huge. Um, being mindful of your state of mind, how you feel in your body, but then also being mindful of your breath. Breath is life, um, which takes me into another option of increasing your awareness is breath work. Um, Meditation, visualizations, sound therapy, energy healing, creative expression, um, learning the surrender flow balance in being a creator, a conscious creator, but still um, allowing for surrender and flowing through life rather than trying to grip onto things so when you think of your mind you can think of your mind as water we aim to make our minds like a river in the dry season so i've heard it described um, this way and i really think this is it gives you a good you know visual representation in your mind with your mind's eye you can visualize a river and imagine the river in the wet season. So when there's a lot of rain, the river is really full, overflowing, and it's so turbulent that it's muddy and it's hard to see through. And in most places on this river, you can't even get across the river because it's so turbulent, there's a lot of movement, and it's very active. Um, So that is what a river is like in the wet season. In the dry season, the river becomes calm and the waters become clear and slow, slower, and it's not overflowing. So we want our minds to be more like the river in the dry season. Clean, clear waters, slow and deliberate, not overflowing. Um, this means clarity, conscious thoughts, and then conscious actions. So oftentimes we can, we can describe different processes and see correlations between human life behavior and water. Um, the whole concept of flow also revolves around um, the comparison with water. Um, So the different states of mind, the different, um, they're called manas gunas is what we're going to be talking about when it comes to the yogic philosophy. Um, The sattvic state of mind is the balance between the rajasic state and the tamasic state. So we aim to be in a sattvic state of mind, which is light, clear, and stable, the rajasic state is active, agitated, turbulent, motivated—more um, like that river in the wet season, right? It's really active, and that state of mind is needed because that's when we do a lot of thinking and our thought processes. We do work with that rajasic state of mind, um, so it's it's a needed energy. Um, but it is one side of the energy. The other side is the tamasic state, which is heavy, dull, dark, and inertia-like. So it's stagnant, which is also needed because if we were in a rajasic state of mind all the time, we would be like spinning our wheels constantly, right? Always active. So this other energy, this tamasic state of mind, helps to balance the rajasic state. And when you find balance between these two you it's called the sattvic state so achieving a sattvic state of mind there is like diets that you can you can try to um, change your food intake to be more uh, promoting of a sattvic state of mind There's meditations and exercises. So there are ways of increasing and cultivating sattvic state of mind um, in the path of yoga. So when it comes to the mind, moving forward in life um, is what sattva is considered. Running in place is rajas, or losing our way is tamas. So that's another way of being able to think of those three um, different energies and this is called the uh, gunatmak prakriti so assessing mind and spiritual self we'll go over the three different things again in a little more detail so sattva represents goodness constructiveness harmoniousness Um, It's the most superior of all the gunas. It's the blissful state. Sattva in the universe is responsible for creation. Inside our own self, it gives us the ability to visualize well, think right, do good, and act in accordance with the laws of nature. Rajas is passion, active, confused. It stands for action. In cosmic terms, rajas is responsible for maintaining and nurturing of what has been created in human beings the rajasic guna or quality means giving a concrete shape to dreams being motivated and taking action excess of rajas however can lead to unsettled and perpetually restless minds Um, like anxiety uh, would fall into that category thomas darkness destructive and chaotic it supplies us with the ability to finish or complete what was generated by sattva and rajas in the context of the universe thomas stands for destruction while some may see thomas as a negative guna ayurvedic philosophy says thomas has its role in the scheme of things it weans us from the old and the lifeless urging us to move on and invest in that which is still alive the tendencies of these different gunas, you can um, do like a self-assessment. The sattvic state possess harmonious and adaptable nature. The greatest, they have the greatest freedom from disease because their immune health is improved because they have um, their emotions are not guiding them. They're not. Um, experiencing high levels of anxiety, they're, they're calm and um, harmonious in themselves. The rajasic tendencies have good energy, but burn out through excessive activity. They have agitated minds that are seldom at peace, strong opinions and power seekers, impatient and inconsistent with dealing with problems, and they have the tendency to blame others so those people that are very um have high energy but they always have a reason or a person to blame for why things aren't the way they should be in their eyes or um, sometimes too much rajas can lead to um, some emotional disturbances and imbalances Um, the tamasic tendencies they have deep-seated psychological blockages so this is people People that are in the depressive state fall into the tamasic guna. Um, energy and emotions tend to be stagnant and repressed. They have trouble identifying what their problems are, do not seek the proper treatment, can have poor hygiene or self-care. Um, they accept what their fate is and allow others' and negative influences to dominate them so they don't take responsibility for their own life. Um, then that's even more that takes like the rajasic state even a step further and it's like a helplessness and um, or a victim mentality can also be a tamasic state Um, with sattva you have you find peace and enlightenment perfecting sattva is moving from selfless service to meditation you work through the qualities of love, peace, and nonviolence. Um, when you're in Rajas, you are in a state of vitality and self expression. Um, you're trying to calm Rajas, developing Sattva, moving from self motivated action to selfless service. You're working through qualities of stimulation, energies, energization, and agitation. When you're in Tamas, um, you're experiencing an ignorant and physically oriented life. Um, you're working to break up the tamas, developing rajas, so developing movement, developing some action and activity, um, and moving out of that mental inertia into more self-motivated action. So you're working through qualities of sedation, sleep, and grounding. So those are the gunas. Um, So when you're starting from tamas, the most depressive state, um, you need action in any aspect of life to stimulate some sort of movement and let go of what is no longer serving you and allow the new energies to come into your life to allow for change and allow for transition and some fire, waking up and taking action, making changes, releasing attachments and stagnations and letting go of that depressive state, recognizing your own self-suffering and learning from it, healing from within um, whatever may be suppressed or that you're in denial of, developing a sense of self and identifying what you need and once you're in the Raja state, and you're working through that, you're, you're working to get towards um, sattva then. So you're taking time for space. Surrendering any personal pain and personal seeking. Let go of your hurts and your sorrows. Depersonalize your problems and look outward toward the human condition, to the community. Um, being mindful of others leave your personal problems and allow a sense of compassion for all of humanity learn that suffering helps us grow and learn how to um, be of service and um, with and do charity if you can so when you're in the thomas state you're trying to get to the rajas state and you cannot skip around you need to you know give yourself time cultivate the type of energy you need first to get out of the depressive state into rajas and then you after are comfortable and balanced in rajas and you're ready then you do these next steps and you know care about the community first you have to take care of yourself and that can take a while so these next steps you know seeking help to help the community is not something to rush to Make sure that you do your own personal healing first so you can bring 100% of who you are to the community when you start doing that. Um, and when you are in the final stage, developing pure satva, you're developing love and awareness as universal forces. Learn to transcend limitations of the human condition to your higher self. Inner peace becomes your dominant force You stop seeking to overcome pain and develop joy. Stop being centered in our personal or collective problems. Develop connection with greater universal forces and divine powers. You move from human aspect of the human condition to the universal aspect of all life. Um, This is a stage in spiritual practice beyond all ordinary healing and works to heal heal our relationship with the inner self and the divine. So it is a progression and definitely not one that needs to be rushed. So if you're trying to embody or wake up any type of dormant energy, first step is to purify and then balance and flow and treat yourself, your body, Um, as if you are trying to empower yourself and embody divine energy Um, eat clean and keep a clear mind say what you mean and mean what you say Uh, your body and your mind get confused if you say things that you're gonna do like if you're a goal setter and you're not you're not following through with your goals then you're working against yourself don't set the goals at all first purify and balance and then flow through it um and if you're going to say something make sure you speak truths so if you say i'm going to do this make sure you do it otherwise you confuse your mind and body find your balance that's really the most important thing and then consistent maintenance of your health and wellness define your purpose and passion energy flows to it already so the the more you accept who you truly are and what really interests you and gets you motivated in life the more the more you'll open up to who you really are and the more calm you'll feel on the inside because you're not causing resistance with conflicting things. You're being yourself, and you're letting that energy flow to where it is already trying to flow. Um, If you want to house house the divine energy, create a sanctuary for the divine energy. Think of yourself as being um, the sacred being that you are and, and treat your body respectfully. That is um my my presentation for you on manas gunas i hope you guys uh enjoy this and find it useful if you have questions feel free to send me messages through my website at thebodyowl.com um have a great day sending you love and positive vibes